Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you for joining us today. Before we begin, have you given us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Spotify, Stitcher? Please do. If you haven't, go out there, support our work. It's the right thing to do. If you want to support us even more, join us on Patreon. Enjoy bonus content, you know. Uh, you can just donate. Go to www.whitelabelamerican.com and hit the donate button. We accept, you know, as low as $3.00. Or you can go as high as Jeff Bezos. You know, I'm black, I'm bald. So, you know, Jeff Bezos like giving $100 million to his black, bald friends. So why not be like a Jeff Bezos? You know, I, w- I will sing praises for you. I'll cry. I know how to cry. So, yeah, we accept dollars, euros, pounds sterling. But if you want to give Naira, man, let's negotiate on, on that. We'll talk, we'll talk. But uh, no crypto. Yeah, crypto too, you know, not just Naira. So don't, don't come and say this guy don't like Nigerians. Um if you uh, follow us on social media, yes, um, we are on TikTok. So, yes, we need we need people to follow us on TikTok. Uh, I will try and add more videos there. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel. So, please follow us there. Help us grow. You know, we need numbers so that they can... Is it Blue Mac or something like that? Yeah. You know, not only the young people should get it. So, with that being said, that out of, out of the way, make sure you support us. Let's meet today's guest. He is an adjunct professor at the School of Visual Arts here in NYC, teaching post-colonial African studies, uh, sorry, African history. He's a columnist at the Premium Times newspaper. People's Gazette. Oh, sorry, People's Gazette. Why did I say Premium Times? <laughs> um, he has authored three books, This American Life, Seth. No, it's more, it's more than three books. More than three Yeah, books. more than three books. But I'll just go with This American Life, Seth. Children of a New God. Retired God. Of a, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, Children of a really Retired God. This song is the song. <laughs> Children of a Retired God. Chimamanda, amongst many. He, he also hosts um, a, satirical, a satirical show on YouTube that covers the African political space and mostly Nigeria. He does a lot more than that, but we'll stop there because, uh, you know, this, this man is... Uh, we, we can go a whole day just give, reading his accolades he's also i'm pretty sure he's won a few awards in there so let's not go too far welcome to the show rudolph Oga okonkwo aka dr njakri damages wow thank you so much i'm really honored to be invited to this it's been a long time i know yes. i got an email from you long ago that <laughs> i should come and i'm happy to be in brooklyn yes yes yeah. welcome to brooklyn how yeah. are you doing today good very good you know wonderful Yes. So let's dive to the very beginning. Start there. We'll make it an origin story, you know, because I love comic books. Um, what's the meaning of your names, your beautiful names? And uh, my madam even threw a question in there. Mm-hmm. And what's the story behind your names? Um, okay. So uh, I'm named uh, Rudolph Ogochuku Okonkwo. Mm. Um, the other names, but these are the the ones. And uh, if you look at government papers, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
I, I, Rudolph is, I don't know um, where that came from. I mean, I know it came from my father, but I don't know. Um, there's something I didn't ask him before he died. So which Rudolph did he name me after? Uh, my father studied history at the University of Nigeria and Soka. So, so my guess is that it could be Rudolph Hess. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many Rudolph Hess. Uh, there's Rudolph Hess who was uh, Hitler's assistant. I hope it's not that one. <laughs> uh, there's Rudolph Hess who uh, was uh, a leader in France. Uh, there was Rudolf Diesel, mm. who discovered the diesel engine. Yeah. So it could be any of the Rudolphs. There was a Rudolph family in France who were king at one point. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask him which one, but uh, that's how I got Rudolph. Um, in my family, we have those kind of names because my father studied history. So my immediate junior is Webster. Oh. Uh, the next one is Vivian. Okay. Then you have Churchill. You oh. have Devinson. So these are our English names. But mm. the, my Igbo name is Ogochukwu. Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't know who gave it to me. Maybe my mom or my dad or my grandmom. I don't know. But Ogochukwu means uh, God's good, um, God's uh, goodwill from God. Uh, Ogo, you know, no, 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 good way. No, no, no. God's, um, let me say the exact, exact translation should be Ogo is, um, yeah, goodwill. Uh, yeah, that's that's the closest I can think about now. I never thought about what I mean. Uh, Ogo, oh, you know, okay. yeah, good, something from God, yeah, goodwill, yeah. And Okonkwo. Okonkwo is, uh, well, Okonkwo is a male child born on Nkwode. So in in Igbo society, you have four market days. You have a ore afo nkwo. So mm-hmm. if you're a male child born on nkwo day, you are okonkwo. If you are oh. a male child born on afo day, okafo. If oh. you are a male child born on ore, okoye. You know. Oh. So that's how they were named at that point. So my grandfather was born on nkwo day. So he he was called okonkwo. And of course, you know, Kong Kwon Tinsel Apart is, yes. is the same. Yeah, that, yeah. That was, I tell uh, people that's my, the story of my grandfather. I tell Americans, <laughs> I will go to the bank like this. I will put my, I'll give them my ID card. They will look at it and say, oh, I know, I know this. Kong Kwon say, yeah, that's the story of my grandfather. They say, ah! I say, yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, Achebe was born, I mean, you may not know this. He was born in my hometown. Nobi. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so I we believe that, you know, that might be a story okay. of my hey. great grandfather. Okay. We are still there investigating that. There yeah. you go. So, yeah. <laughs> you might not be far from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my missus was like, you're talking to Dr. Damages. You got to ask him, how, how does he have a German first name? Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, it could be German. It could be French. Yeah. It's, it's actually spelled with F. Americans yeah. put PH, and I keep telling them it's I, not I PH. I actually spelled it with PH. <laughs> yeah, for, I said, for a long I said time. it's not PH. You, it's F. I was Rudolph about to with F. <laughs> final, do my final prep for today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've been using the wrong spelling. Yeah. Yes. So, so, but I, yeah, I like I said, I don't know which which Rudolph it was, but it could have one. You know, that's how it came about because my father was a history student and a teacher of history too. Yeah, I, I think it might be the French royalty. Mm-hmm. A lot of Franco-German. Yeah, uh, but again, the interesting situation. thing is this, that um, so I can tell you the transition. If if you go to my, if, I, if I'm in my hometown yes. and you call me Rudolph, I'll be shocked because mm. people don't, they don't know me as Rudolph in my hometown. Maybe now because of all the things I do. But growing okay. up, I was Ogochuku. Mm. So, so, so it was um, when I went to Akure to, for my university education yeah. that I got there. Uh, in, in my YEC uh, certificate is Ogochuku R Okonkwo. 
So when I got Akure, uh, they couldn't pronounce Ogochuku. They couldn't pronounce Okonkwo. <laughs> and, you know, they said, don't you have any other name? I said, okay, I have another name, Rudolph. Uh, so now Rudolph became my first name. And Ogochuku now became my middle name. And, and I shortened it to Ogo because yeah. they call me Ogo. What they call me, my mom would say Ogo. My, mm -hmm. my peers would say Ogo, you know. So I shortened it to Ogo now. So my middle uh, name is Ogo. But initially, when in my primary school and secondary school, yeah. Is Ogochuku Okonkwo. So if, if I'm walking in New York and somebody sees me and said, Ah, Ogochuku, I will know that person knew me from home, not, yeah. not from anything after primary, secondary school. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in my village and somebody calls me Rudolph, I would think, Ah, this person knows me from somewhere. A recent thing yeah, is not, it's, it's you know, people recent. that I went to okay. school with. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was, I only knew one Ogochuku. Um, from early in my life, we were classmates from JSS2 okay. back in Dimin City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the first Ogochuku that I, I knew and we nicknamed him Ogos Square. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't even know why we called him Ogos Square because uh, it's not like it was Ogochuku, Ogochuku. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Ogonna, they can, they can call, some people call me Ogonna too, you know. Uh, okay. Ochuku is... God mm -hmm. or Gochuku, you know, God's good way, like I said. And then Ogonna could be father or Gonna father, oh. you know. So so they can shorten it. Like my son is Ogonna. Okay. So sometimes he will question me, why am I not Ogochuku? I said, you know, it's the same thing, but it's a shorter form, you know, we said Ogonna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ogonna. Mm. Awesome. So uh, can you introduce the audience to your place of birth and what your childhood was like? Mm. Yeah, um, I was born in Nobi, Nobi, Sydney, Demile South, oh. a local government area of Anambra State. Um, it's a wonderful place. Um, it's the center of the Idemile. Idemile is a, a major part of uh, Anambra State or Ibo land. So uh, we call Nobi um, a holy land um, for many reasons. One is that the shrine of Idemile. Mm -hmm. I know you must have heard about Eki Idemile, the python of Idemile, the shrine of oh. Idemile is in Nobi. Yes. So all the neighboring towns, you know, in Idemile, all the towns in Idemile, they pay homage to uh, Nobi, which is where the shrine. Oh. In the past, that's where you come. It's like going to Mecca yeah, or, or going yeah. to um, uh, Jerusalem or, mm -hmm. or going to Rome. You know, you come to Idemile, come to Nobi. So the, the Europeans had to deal with Nobi before they conquered the territory. You know, they had to use a different story. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a holy land. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just having this memory now, this flashback of, um, uh, what was that show that they used to do on Sunday on NTA? Was it with Franco Lise? Was it Newsline? Yeah, I think it's yeah, Newsline, yeah. And there was an episode, I think it might be in, in Demile that they were at where there was they were interviewing somebody and he was talking about pythons being yeah, sacred. Yeah, yeah. You can you cannot you cannot kill it. You cannot. Um, it's it's a messenger of the gods. Yeah. So um, he was while they were interviewing the, the young man on the street, there was a python actually moving yeah, by yeah, the yeah. bushes and he was pointing at it. Yeah, the, the, it's sacred. My we my grand grandmother will use yeah. her hand to take it out from yeah. the house. So he, he as he was pointing at it and they were on the news. Like it was like a live broadcast, mm. and and uh, another there was an, uh, somebody on an Okada the motorbike mm. who was just passing by, and the motorbike stopped, and the guy just jumped off and grabbed it and took off. 
and the man was the that's young, horrifying the, the young man's face that's i but you know i was too young to understand then i was like what i was laughing because it was like comedy to me but mm. the young man's face he was horrified yeah yeah it, it yeah. was it was trauma oh it's a trauma yeah yeah and, I was like, what if is you if you, you kill it by accident, you have to give it a proper burial. Like, yeah, like like in, in Benin, it was uh, the swallow, the, mm. the bird, the mm. swallow. Yeah, I yeah I once killed one um, in our house because they, they used to always end up flying into houses, mm. and uh, our ceiling fan I had the ceiling fan on, mm. and it knocked one down. Mm. And we our housemate then was a Benin lady, mm. and she was like, oh no 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 get white cloth and. She, got white handkerchief and covered i was like what are you doing yeah i was yeah. deeply christian mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. and yeah but in, in my area in my village is a monitor lizard okay that's our yeah every animal. every 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 um community they have mm-hmm. something but um the now, title, now i now i, I understand yeah the trauma that young man yeah, so I, every I, once I, in a while it, it pops up in my mind. Yeah, there's like, a story oh. I don't tell anybody. There was a f- somebody I wanted to hire mm-hmm. uh, to work for me, and I went through his Facebook page, and I saw a picture where he had the Python. Yes. Somebody I don't know if it's real picture, but someone cut it up, and is cooking the Python in a pot. And I was horrified. I couldn't take it out of my head. And and I associated that immediately with the person. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. no, the gods of my land will not allow me to hire this person to work for me. No. Don't do respect for the Python. <laughs> no, I don't want to upset the ancestors. Uh, nope. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. I'll never forget that. Memory. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember anything about the broadcast, but mm-hmm. I just remember Franklin there was like, Wow! Did what did we just see? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have internet then, so I'm pretty sure that would have gone viral. Yeah, if we had yeah. Internet. But things have changed. Changed, you know. Um, where I come from now, they, they can hardly find the Python anymore mm-hmm. um, because there are people who have come to settle in my hometown, Nobi, yeah. and uh, they're from far away places. Even though they are Igbo people, mm-hmm. and and they we suspect. Not that we suspect. We know that they they eat the Python. Yeah. And that's horrifying, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. So, ah, that's sad, though. Mm. Sad. But let's go to something more cheerful. Mm-hmm. So, from your childhood, what do you consider your favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Interesting. I, I, um, the first place I saw myself was in WTC Obunike, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was a Women Teachers Training College. Oh, my, my father I was. I heard that name. Yeah, my father is. It was. Um, it was. Uh, it used to be very, very famous. Most teachers you have in the southeast mm-hmm. went to school there. Um, and my father was a teacher there, so that was the first place I saw myself. You know, we we lived in a teachers quarters. You know, and um, it was very beautiful place. Uh, we we are coming home during holidays and Christmas to visit my hometown, and we were treated like you know expatriate kids. You know, people coming from out of town from the yeah. city. You know, so and um, our. My grandmother, my my grandmother, both sides we you know they treat us like you know we we are we, we are wonderful childhood you know my both parents were very um they were teachers um I started school when I was four because my mom was a teacher I had to go to school with her and um I had to repeat the class because I was too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, so it was a very wonderful childhood being in uh, Obunike, and then eventually we went back home. Uh, we, my 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 mom and my siblings, we all went home to stay at home. My dad was then teaching at Metro Secondary School in Le- in Onisha. Okay. Onisha. So um, for a while we were home, and my dad was at Onisha, and then my dad then transferred to my hometown um, secondary school. So but my childhood was wonderful all through my primary school. My mom was a teacher there. My my uh, high school, my dad was the vice principal. So I didn't have any problem. Uh, in the morning, they drive me to school. <laughs> Teachers don't they don't mess with me because my yeah. Uh, so it was it was it was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So which out of all those memories was your favorite? Um, I I can't think of. Uh, I I know that there was a time in in Obunike, um when we went to this Obunike cave. Mm. Um, you know they have this cave. It's a very famous cave in in Obunike. Okay, I think that's what I. Yeah, I think that's what I may have heard of. Yeah, I. Probably Frank Olizer may have shown that one. Yeah, I watch, a, I watch a lot on his it's show. It's a tourist uh, attraction mm-hmm. in Anambra State. You know, I remember going there mm-hmm. and going through the cave. You know, it's scary, but um, there are places that you see bats. There is a place you, you know, you then if you if there are dark places inside, you manage to come out and you'll be the feeling that you survived that. It's like in a Halloween here yeah. when you go through the uh, scary. What do they call it? The home. The oh, haunted house. Haunted uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more like that, you know. Um, but I have very, very easy and quiet um, um, childhood, except for, I don't remember how old I was on what year. If I can research it, I can find. was the day that my grandfather was, um, they did the funeral of my grandfather. That was something I uh, don't forget mm. because I am the incarnate of my grandfather. My grandfather died during the war. And because he died during the war, he was not given any proper burial. Oh, okay. So yeah. sometime in the 70s, I don't remember the year, uh, my, my dad now was ready to do the funeral of my, my grandfather. Yeah. My grandfather was not a Christian. He refused to be a Christian. Um, so they had to do it the traditional way. And because I'm the incarnate of my grandfather, I was considered the person who they were doing his funeral. Wow. What was so that experience like? That was horrible. You know, it was unbelievable because I, I didn't understand that. Everybody calls me Ezobidi. The name of my grandfather was uh, Ezobidi. So yeah. that was what old women were calling me, Ezobidi. And my father was calling me my dad. My, wow. If my, my father, if when he was alive, he would say my dad, Nam. He yeah. calls me Nam, you know, which means I'm his dad that came back. So... On that day, they said I, I cannot eat in the fa- in the house. I was basically isolated from everybody huh. and treated as the person who actually is being buried. Is being the funeral was they buried him when he died. The funeral was happening. My funeral was happening. That, it was unbelievable. That, I, that how old were you? I don't remember. I I'll find these details. <laughs> I don't remember. But wow. maybe, maybe I mean I was in primary school. So okay. uh, yeah, yes, I was in so primary school. So I was young. I was young. I didn't understand everything that was going on and wow. uh, nah, nah, it was nah. a traditional funeral not mm. not a christian type and so there are masquerades yeah. there are traditional things that were done I, I wrote that in in my memoir it hasn't been published but uh, mm-hmm. i'm 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 working on um, I'm, I'm, i look forward to reading yeah that. i'm working on getting it published but it was it was amazing and I, that was where i saw the culture of my people and um, i understood the depth 
of uh, when they say you are you are you are an incarnate of somebody. Mm. Okay, that that makes that discussion that we had. Yeah, yeah, that it, was it what I was. Yeah, I was I was referring to that yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. what, what was there any video? Taking of no, the I don't ceremony. think there was a video, but there were pictures. Okay, yeah, pictures of the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures still mm. tell stories. Yeah, there were pictures. But I, I wish there was a video. Yeah, there was no video. Okay. Yeah, I wish to. Yeah, because I couldn't recall everything and I couldn't be everywhere. Yes. You know, there were so many things going on. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah. that's definitely now yeah. added to my list of. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to interview somebody who has experienced such and anyone listening even if you're not from nigeria and if you have experienced something similar reach out to me you guys know how to reach out to me you can send me an audio message on my on my website or send me an audio message on instagram and um, i have a sister from zambia who keeps sending me audio messages so if you have experienced that too let me know you know because uh, we, we are here to learn mm. and I need, I need to learn so yeah that's uh, something i definitely interested in looking forward to because since we had that discussion on your show i've been checking out other cultures and looking into uh their you know their belief in uh, their system of reincarnation and yeah I, I just haven't looked at videos but i would like to see the ceremony or mm -hmm. like if they have video documents of that and just yeah i would like talk to somebody who experience something like you experience like what does that feel mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. at that moment mm -hmm. where you know going through your funeral mm -hmm. yeah so that is that's fascinating i don't think i've ever heard of it from that uh point of view i've only just heard someone is the reincarnate of another person mm -hmm. so i think that's what that is why it's easier for me to be distant from the reincarnation talk mm -hmm. But hearing that you got to experience your grandfather's funeral as yourself, being the reincarnate of your grandfather, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's totally different. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I respect that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, staying with your childhood or younger self, what did younger Rudolph see as? Uh, what did younger Rudolph see older Rudolph? doing as a career you know when he was uh, let's say before around when towards when he was approaching teenage years if, yeah, you, yeah. If, if let's say we have a time travel machine yeah we go back now we meet um, a 10 year old rudolph no they, they don't say it's easy i i i had no idea because i was told what i was going to be my father told me from the time i could remember yeah. you are going to be a doctor there was no debate there was nothing um he mapped it all out that i will be a doctor i will have my own hospital mm -hmm. anytime he needs money he will just walk in and if he gets to the door and somebody says oh you can't come in the doctor is busy he will use his leg and kick the door and walk in and just come and sit down and collect money and leave you know That's it. so he told me that and and there was no debate there was no argument and um that was what I put in jam when I took jam. I, I just told the story <laughs> recently at a conference that I took my first jam. I didn't make the cutoff mark yeah. to go and study medicine. Yeah. Uh, I had to take jam again second time, you know. So I had no idea what I wanted. I can tell you, you know, thinking back, you know, I, um, the only thing I thought I could do was, but I couldn't say it out because already it's, it's settled I would be a doctor. Mm -hmm. But I 
when I was young, I used to play soccer. You know, not that I was good, but I used to play soccer, and I get injured a lot. You know, my my leg will be because we don't have shoes. We yeah. didn't have <laughs> we didn't have shoes, and uh, I will uh, have only wash shoes after you know, I came to America. Yeah, you are you, you, to scrape your leg, and and one of the things that fascinated yeah. me, I was. It happened to all of us. So mm-hmm. I always think there has to be something you can put on that wound to stop bleeding. Mm. So I kept looking for something. I would go and get banana uh, leaves and uh, squash it and try to put it on that to stop bleeding. I thought I would be a pharmacist to, oh. to deal with this kind of things. Okay. Um, so that was the only thing, but I couldn't even say that because you are going to be a doctor. There's nothing, nothing else. Um, Ph- pharmacy is a downgrade. Yeah, I did that. I actually, I did that. When I took jam the first time, yeah. I, I didn't make the cutoff. So I was admitted to Futa, Akure Federal University of Technology, mm-hmm. Akure, to study engineering. Yeah. So, uh, but then that's not impressive to my dad. No, I had no. to take jump again. No. So instead of instead of <laughs> taking medicine because I wasn't sure uh, that I would make it, I didn't want to continue with engineering. I put pharmacy, and and once again I couldn't make the cutoff by just a little bit. So wow. now I tried to, <laughs> and it <laughs> fell too. So um then and then I wanted to go to Russia to study medicine. Yeah. Everything was all set, and then something happened—just a snag—and I couldn't get a scholarship, but I didn't go. And wow. by that time, I spent three years mm-hmm. studying engineering. So, and I had two more years left, so I finished engineering. Wow! So, so I, I won't say that I have any particular thing I was aiming for, other than what I was told that you be a doctor. You know, well, that's still better than mine. <laughs> well, mine was—I I still remember when I was—I uh, think I was eleven. And there was one holiday season, and I used to spend the holiday uh, pretending I was reading speeches. Mm. And somebody was coming, someone was coming to our house and saw me outside. And he's like, What are you doing? I said, Oh, I'm the general reading my speech. With general, I said, You know, general. You want to plan a coup? I said, I'm like, You know, everybody, all I knew was that you have to be a general to be the leader of Nigeria. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, Yeah, I'm a general and I have my stars and I'm, you know, my dear fellow Nigerians. And it's like, Oh, that's a very good speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, good job. Like, uh, I didn't really know how you became a general, but mm-hmm. I knew that you were a general and you become president. So, mm-hmm. that's, that's <laughs> so why not become a general? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. So that was the the beginning of an aspiring dictator. Mm. That's how I became. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that. Uh, that that meant having access to the treasury and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things. But I was just okay. Yeah, I become an aspiring dictator, and then um, I th- oh, before that, I wanted to become a priest. Mm. Wow! And I told my mom that uh, I I would like to become a priest, and mm. she, a Catholic because we, we I was born into a Catholic church. Mm. And she said, "Okay, that oh, that's great, good news. That's good. I, um, ah, thank God. <laughs> so you won't get married." I said, that, "That was like the record scratch." Uh, <laughs> Stop there. <laughs> um, even though I wasn't up to eleven years old, I mm. was like, "Won't get married." Mm-hmm. That, so do you mean the, all these priests I've been seeing, they're not married? Mm-hmm. She said, "No, they're celibacy. What is celibacy? Who cares mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> they're they're married to God, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Word of God." Ah, woman, keep that to yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young, but I think I already began to know that uh, mm. there might be some. Uh, I think I, w- I was a child of my grandfather then, mm. even though he married ten wives. But uh, I wasn't planning to marry ten, but I was wow. just like, I like women. Mm. <laughs> so it wasn't going to happen. Mm. <laughs> ah. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we shall 
we shall jump forward a little bit and get into your arrival in America, end up with your recent work. Hi everyone, we've made it two years and who would have thought so? So let's go further and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six, who knows? 20. But we can't do this without your support. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American POD pod or linktree.com slash white label American. Go there and you'll see our Patreon link and you can join us for as low as $3. We have bonus content, we have bonus materials. There's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public. And yeah, you can contribute in making this podcast better. You can send questions, you can send your ideas. And also there's a lot of new things that are coming. The announcements are made on Patreon first because we have to, you know, take care of people who help make this podcast possible so you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be come join us on patreon and make it what you like to see join us make it fantastic keep the five stars coming in keep the love coming in thank you for the privilege of your company so we're gonna jump forward a little bit i would have loved to to talk about your days at the university but um Oh, yeah, because that's actually where everything started. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's start from there. Let's start from there. Yeah. So uh, you went to Futa. Futa, Kure, yeah. Uh, Kure. Um, I know somebody who went there. I, don't, mm. I can't recall. But maybe it's one of my crushes. Actually, I spent a semester at UNN. Oh, UNN. Okay. Yeah. UNN, because that's where I was applying uh-huh. to study medicine. Mm-hmm. So what happened was that when I, uh, I, didn't, I got 237 in my jump, and the cutoff mark was... For merit, and that's a high score too. Well, yeah. Then, but the cutoff mark for merit was, uh, I think, two seventy-five or so. Oh yeah. So I didn't. I I I I told them, okay, can I do my second choice? I, I had a. I applied for second choice. Of course, was um, was a microbiology, I think, or biochemistry. So I was willing to go to UNN and and do biochemistry. So I went to UNN. I started attending classes. Uh, why they were going to Lagos Jamb office to get my change my um my, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, to get me okay. my admission to mm-hmm. study biochemistry. But why they were doing that, um Futa gave me admission to come and study agro engineering. Oh. I ignored it. I, mean, I said I told my my uncle was there as, as a professor, I said I don't I don't want to come to Futa, I want to be at <laughs> UNN. So close to the end of the semester I went to the department, I said, why is my letter not here? you know, admission to UNN. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, we saw that you've been admitted to FUTA to study engineering. I said, I know, but I don't want to go there. They said, ah, then you have to go to Lagos and change that admission oh. to continue with biochemistry Oof. at UNN. Me, I was 15. I have never gone to <laughs> out of, <laughs> out of, out of Anambra State or wow. you know, the East. How do I go to Lagos to change that? So at that point, I said, okay, you know what? Let me just go to Futa mm-hmm. and then I'll take Jamba again and study medicine. So that was what happened. So what was that experience like for you when you first arrived at Futa? Being, this is your first time being outside of Eastern Nigeria. Yeah. Oh, oh well, um, it was sh- a shock to me. <laughs> being there, I got there. The school has already resumed. Everybody is, you know, I was late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met one guy from Bielsa State, uh, Jimmy. He became my friend. The same day, he came late too. 
And it was a different culture. Uh, they were speaking uh, Yoruba and Pidgin English. I, I didn't know how to speak Pidgin English, you know, being wow. that I grew up in the East. <laughs> yeah. um, either you speak Igbo or you speak English. And um, so everything was new for me. The food, I, mm -hmm. Amala, you know, you have to eat Amala and the do and, <laughs> and oil yeah. soup. And um, it was scary, you know. I was, wow. no, I, how can I survive this place? Mm -hmm. So it was difficult. Um, and of course, it was a wonderful experience uh, from the beginning. Um, I, I didn't like it. It was it was a small. It was a um, kind of a high school converted into a university, or something like a senior. I don't know what it was a school that was converted. Like maybe it's a teachers training college. Yeah. I was from UNN. UNN yes, was huge. big, you know, huge. And I came to this small. It was so disappointing mm. to me. And and they were not even. They've not even had their first class graduates, you know, first. You oh, know, that was a that young was school early, that time, yeah. early, early days. Early days yeah. So um, I was there just to to just take jam and then leave, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was it was it was wonderful, you know, new culture, new 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 place, yeah. and I. I got into a lot of trouble, but that's, that's the trouble, <laughs> not of this uh, different story. Go ahead. So, when did you begin to embrace your creative side of you? Okay, so so um, it started in secondary school. I was very small. I was younger than everybody in my class in every place I've been because I started school at five. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Uh, at school, they have this inter 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 house sports. inter house sports. Yeah, yes. and and I was um, I couldn't do much of sports because I was very tiny. I was very skinny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they you know the way they choose people to play soccer. Yes, they you boys will be here and they say, okay, you come in, you yes. come in. They look for big guys. Uh -huh. Me. I'm very tiny. They won't pick me. <laughs> so I, I won't be part of anything. I can't do, I can't run. You have to bring the ball if, yeah. you, if you want to get picked. Oh, there was one time, like one that. time in my primary school, actually, the big boys were playing. I was on the side watching because I would never be picked. Yeah. And the ball came out. I wanted to kick it back inside the field. I kicked the ball and my leg was dislocated. I don't oh, know what happened. No. It, was, it was horrible. So I'd stay away from playing or being part of anything. So what I did was during the inter-house sports, they do produce a magazine or not a pamphlet, something, yeah. you know, to mark the event, you know. And I wrote something for them in my secondary school, Nobi High School. And they published it. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> and, and then... Um, then I, I, I wanted to start my own, write my own um, book after I read um, uh, Oliver Twist. Yeah. Charles, what's his Charles name? Dickens. Dickens. Yeah. I said, I can write my own book. I was 11, I remember that time. And I, I started cutting, I started yeah, cutting, uh, I cut off uh, a paper. Mm -hmm. I made a, a cover of my book. I cut off papers for the inside copy. <laughs> I started writing the title of the book, uh, the dedication, and then I saw my brother, immediate junior, cutting papers to do the same thing. I gave up. I said, no. What? I wish, I wish I continued. So that was my first attempt at writing uh, a book. I was 11. I don't forget that. That's the opposite of me. Yeah. Uh, I, I just said, okay, you play soccer. You do all the other things. This is the only thing I'm trying to do. And you're coming to do it. I don't care. What? So I left I, it. I'm now thinking, is there a phase that all boys go through? <laughs> I don't know about girls, but... Uh, I know that my crew, when I was between that 11 and 13, no, 14, mm. we also caught that writing bug. Mm -mm. Then I was in Benin before I moved to Ibadan, and mm. we had read some Oliver Twist, Shakespeare, mm. 
and others and was like, yeah, we, we want to write. I want to we be, want yeah, to write I want and, to do that. Um, I've forgotten who one of us actually wrote to. He wrote to an author in the East mm. and the person wrote back to him and said, encouraged him. I can't recall who the person mm-hmm. is, but that was like, he was like, we were six of us and we used to call ourselves the Boston Boys. We, our our acro- acronyms for our names fit into Boston. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I don't even know how we <laughs> came mm-hmm. up with that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we said we we're all, all going, to, going to become writers. And what killed my writing was that I wrote a vampire story, mm. which I'm pretty sure has some plenty of plagiarism mm. in it. But uh, when I would show it to the first adult, the first adult I would show it to in my family, mm. read it and just started laughing. I was laughing and just want to stop laughing. And I just put my head down and walked away. And that's sad. That, that, that was it. I said, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to write again. Yeah. And almost 20 years later, that person would just out of the blue one day ask me, hey, man, I, I remember you you wrote one book. Mm-hmm. What happened? Did yeah. you not write more? Exactly. And I was like, you remember that? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I was looking forward to you writing more. I was like, do you remember your reaction? He's yeah. Like, I don't remember. Didn't I encourage you? I thought I was encouraging you. I was like, that's one heck of an encouragement you gave. Yeah, but laughing <laughs> means if you made somebody laugh, that means that mean they should have encouraged you, you know, by seeing what you wrote. Yeah, but I was a laugh. teenager. That was, yeah. Uh, that, that wasn't, you know, the, that was at school then, school when Mr. Monsoon, our English teacher, read, if, if he didn't like your stuff, you were getting whipped. Yeah, he yeah. Flogged you. If he laughed, that means you're a, you a dumb boy. Get out of here. <laughs> So yeah, yeah so. It, it was it was um, my that my experience. Um, so I I I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I wrote for the interhouse um, sports um, book, booklet or maybe you call it a pamphlet. Yeah, and it was published. I like that, you know. So when I got to the university, it was a strange place. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anybody. Yeah, my uncle introduced me to somebody from my hometown, but grew up in Lagos. Um, he became my friend. Um, so one day we were talking in the room, this guy, this guy speaks Yoruba more than, he didn't want people to know that, I don't want to call his name now, but I can call his <laughs> name. But anyway, he didn't want people to know he was Igbo. Yeah. His name was kind of uh, different from, it's not like a Okonkwa that you, once okay. you say Okonkwa, you, people know that. Mm-hmm. So that time he didn't want people to know he was Igbo so that girls were, you know. Yeah. Were. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're always talking, when he comes to my room, that's the only time we speak Igbo. He's told me, if you see me outside, speak English to me. Yeah. So um, along the way, uh, he, he saw that I was writing things. I was I started uh, I started keeping diaries. I mm-hmm. was writing. He said, "Why don't you write for the press?" You know, he was a member of the press club at Futa. I said, "Okay, I will write." So I wrote something and I gave him. He read it. He liked it, and he said to me, "Okay, the press club at Futa, you have to use a pen name. Mm. You cannot use your real name to write." So there was this big guy at that, that time at the school, most famous writer. He wasn't even a writer. He was a cartoonist, but he was very famous. They called him Doctor Who. Oh, That was his name. Fascinating. You know, Doctor Who. So, so after I finished writing my piece and he read it and said, oh, we're going to publish it. Then he asked me, what name are you going to use? And I didn't have um, like... Uh, a guy name, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we call it at that time. So, but I remember that in my secondary school, there was one guy they called Damages. Damages, that yeah. was his name. So I thought about one name to use. I said, you know what? Since Doctor Who is the biggest guy in this university, I'm Doctor Damages. 
that was how I used Dr. Damages for the first time. And uh, it became my name uh, at the university. And I started writing. And of course, um, it didn't take time before my writing became trouble. You know, there was a time that I was almost expelled from the university because wow. of something I wrote. You know, there were many things that happened. So before I was very quiet. Remember, I wasn't yeah. I, I, I wasn't comfortable at the university. Mm -hmm. I wasn't known. Yeah. But within one year of joining the press, I became well known, <laughs> Dr. Damages. <laughs> Um, so that was that causing was, damages. With, yeah, that was that writing. was how we got Doctor Damages. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So let's jump forward a little bit. So, yeah. um, how did you end up arriving in United States? Oh, it's a, it's another long story. First, I I left uh, Nigeria um, during uh, Babangida's time. Mm -hmm. Um. Was it after the before, before the before annul the election okay. before the election? Yeah, so um so what happened was that I got fired. <laughs> so first for, of all, for after again? after writing after doing my youth <laughs> service, I did my youth service in Akwanga, Plateau State. Yeah, I was teaching in the College of Education uh, for my youth service. So after that, while I was there, I was writing Marilyn Ezekiel at Classic. Hmm. I was writing her sending her every week. I was sending her my article. I was writing an article for a high school near the college where I was teaching. So I was, I was sending her what I was writing for the, for the high school. And one day I went to Lagos before the end of the youth service. I, I went to see her. It, said, it was dramatic. I went to see her. She wouldn't let me come and see her. I wrote a note to her secretary three times. You know, the way it works is that she has a big office like this and yeah. she will, people will line up outside waiting for her to come. You write a note, they pass it to her. She will look at the notes, decide who to come. She looked at my, my own, said um, that I should go and see uh, Aduba, this editor. I said, I don't want to see Aduba. I want to see me. I write another note. She will reject seeing me. <laughs> then the last one I wrote that if she doesn't see me, I will kill myself. So she said, let Rudolph come. So I went <laughs> in, I'm like, yes, I'm meeting me. It was a wonderful day. So I met me and she said, um, she read all my works. She took me inside the newsroom, introduced me to the editors and said to them, this guy is very prolific. He said, when you finish your service, come to Lagos and work for Classic. Yes. And I finished my youth service. I went to Lagos. I got hired in Classic magazine to work for them. But it gave me six months to write a cover story. Okay. Cover story is the main story of the, yeah. you know, I couldn't in six months because I didn't know where the stories were coming from. I didn't know anybody in Lagos. Mm. I was writing small, small pieces of stories. Um, but eventually, um, they told me that I have to leave after six months because I didn't write cover story. Mm. I felt sad. You know, this was my dream to write for classic. Me was like my model writer. I know it's unbelievable. I'll tell you a story about me. But anyway, so that was how I went to Daily Mail. Majomi was, oh, yeah, was Delhi. owner of Delhi Mail. So I went to Delhi Mail. Um, I, got a, I got a letter from uh, Edim Mandago. That's another story. He, he gave me a note and said, go and see the editor of Delhi Mail. I think they might hire you. So I went there. I saw the editor. He found you, Babuko. He said, uh, what did you study in school? I said, engineering. He said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I said, ah, I want to be a journalist, you know. Mm. And what have you done? I showed, I showed him what I, what I did at Classic and other places. And he, he said, okay. I'll make you the agri correspondent for Daily Mail. I said, okay, thank you, sir. 
And I said, but I also want to do arts. He said, okay, anything you want to do. <sighs> wow. So it's like I got to Daily Mail. The paper was, you know, struggling yeah. and people were not motivated. And before then, when um, I left Classic, when they told me to leave, I went to The Guardian and I was an intern at The Guardian. So they would send me, give me 50 naira a month to go and write stories. They would use some, they would use some. But I was writing opinion piece mm. for The Guardian, but they won't publish it. Eddie Managu, who is from my hometown, was the editorial board chairman. I would give it to him. He would just throw it in the trash. Say, look, go and cover stories. Stop writing this nonsense. Yeah. Wow. Go and write stories. Everybody want to cover stories. Yeah, they want, no, they want me to cover, go out and get stories. He said, yeah. don't write opinion. You are too young. You are not, you don't know oh. anything. Go and <laughs> cover stories. Get us stories. So, um, so when I got to Daily Mail, the paper was open. You know, people were not motivated. I yeah. had unpublished opinion pieces everywhere. So I was publishing like two every week, three. At a point, everybody was like, the publisher came. Majomi came and, and f- looked for me and said, I want to make you editorial board member. I was the youngest editorial board member in any newspaper in Nigeria. Wow. I was meeting with these old people, writing editorial. You know, it was, but again, I kept a column at the Daily Mail. Yeah. My uncle, I, okay, the story is amazing. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, but the, po- the, point, the point is that, <laughs> no, I, I, this is my, my memoir. All this is <laughs> my memoir. So the point was that when I, get to the, I got to the Daily Mail, they made me a Greek correspondent. Yes. I told him that I wanted to cover energy. Mm-hmm. and cover arts. So I was their energy correspondent. I was the agri correspondent. I was their arts, arts cor- correspondent. And they gave me two pages wow. on Saturday to do whatever I liked. Mm. So I would go and cover events, arts events like exhibitions, interview writers. And then I made up my own column in that two pages. And I called it Critics' Choice. So oh. I was writing whatever I, I like. I, I, I just realized that I read your I read your work. Ah, I was writing <laughs> as a kid. I was writing <laughs> I was whatever I like. It was it was it was <laughs> the best thing in this world. And ah. and and the, the people at Delivery they said, oh, one day you'll be tired because you know we started this way and then we got mm-hmm. frustrated. They don't, they didn't know that I had articles that I could publish for a year that we are written that we are not published at the Guardian. So. I was doing well. So the, editor, the publisher now saw that this guy writing this thing, he was a good guy. You know, he brought me to the editorial board. I did not stop reporting. I continued to report. I, I write editorial with the editorial board. Yeah. Then one day, I wrote an edit, uh, opinion piece under my column. It says, they, they closed down the reporter newspaper, a Kaduna-based newspaper. Mm-hmm. The Babangida administration closed it down. I wrote an, a, my own column saying that it was a terrible thing that the government did, that Buhari, Babangida should not oh, close brother. down. Yeah. Meanwhile, the newspaper I work for, that I'm a member of the editorial board, wrote an editorial page, editorial uh, piece, saying that it was a good thing they closed. <laughs> <laughs> so the publisher was mad. Con- conflict. He was mad. <sighs> he, he screamed at the editor, and the editor called me and said that, I should not, that from then on, anything I write, I must make sure he will read it before it's published. Because at a point, he stopped reading my, my yeah. work. <laughs> so, so that was what was going on. And then you know, I was doing these three things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then one day, the, the editor relaxed again. And I wrote a piece, a letter to um, Majorca. 
two oh. years after Majorca was killed, mm -hmm. after the coup, yeah. I wrote a letter to him. In the letter, I was telling him that, you know, you were right. Or, you know, all those things you said about Babangida, it was true. Or the thing is so bad now. So the publisher got angry because he texts the newspaper to Abuja, to Babangida. He was so mad. I was attending a conference at the UN, um, UNESCO or something in Lagos. And they summoned me to come to come back to initially they said I should come back to the mail. On my way to the mail, they said I should I got to the mail, they said I've been fired, that I should come to the publisher's house in a, a Victoria Land. I didn't go, but that was how my career ended in at Delhi Mail. Wow. Um and then I had to leave the country immediately because they were looking for they me. Looking it was it was really terrible. So yeah, anyway. So, wasn't uh, yeah. yeah. People don't talk about that side a lot, but uh, yeah, he wasn't uh, friendly too to journalists. Mm. Yeah, so. so that was that was the story. So I left and went to England. Oh, first of all, I went to I went to Geneva. Okay. So, but when this thing was happening, I was already approved to attend the um, OPEC conference in Geneva. Okay, yeah, because yeah, you were energy. I was energy correspondent. Mm -hmm. So, so I went to Geneva, and then from Geneva, I now went to London and and stayed in London. Okay. So you arrive in London. What's that experience like? Oh, oh, London was um, now. That's where my grandfather came back again. So my grandfather had an issue with the British. Yeah, and I'm my grandfather. And before he died, he said he would come back, and that when he comes back, he will deal with the British. He will revenge. So I saw myself in London. I remember that my grandfather and these British people did some bad things to my grandfather. <laughs> so, but um, <laughs> uh, in London, I you know. I started trying to, you have to survive, you know. Yes. Uh, and then I joined, um, I started writing for another magazine, a Nigerian magazine in, in uh, London called uh, um, Journal of uh, Nigerian Affairs mm. in London. So, um, is it still? Running? No, it's not, it's still not there. It's not there anymore. Um, so I started writing for them and the publisher, when they had the World Cup in America, yeah, yeah, yes, the yes, publisher yes. sent me to come and cover the World Cup. That was, 19, that was your, your first time in America. First time in America, 1995. Mm. So I came to America and covered the World Cup. I liked America. I I I went back to London. I, I think I, I know how America got you now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, listen. In England was very small. Everything was small. The cars, the <laughs> drinks. When I landed here, I landed in Washington D.C. I had some dollars, you know. I didn't know the difference between $20 and $10. You know, in Britain, the money, the, like Nigerian money, yeah, different, colors. different colors. I took I took $100, I put in a machine to give me a cart where I'll put my luggage. And he took it because the road there just put, don't put more than $5. <laughs> that was my first experience. I came out, my, my, my cousin in Virginia who came to pick me up, had a big truck, one of these F200 or something, mm -hmm. big truck. And he had this big giant Coke. I said, look, I like this country. Yeah, I don't like this more. <laughs> so anyway, I went to him. I went to cover the World Cup where Stephen Keshi and Nigeria yeah. played Argentina and all those things. So after that, I went back to England. I packed my things and then came to America. Wow. So yeah. how did you end up in New York? Oh, that's another you this story i don't know if i have enough time but anyway i just give us the short version okay okay so so i i stayed in virginia i came to i came back to virginia where mm -hmm. i have somebody then from virginia i went to boston um to leave okay uh and then from boston i got married to uh my wife edna who was oh that's where you met your wife yeah i no i met her 
Oh, I met her online. That's another story. Hey. Uh, I was writing for, at that point, I was writing for Nigeria World. So okay. we have this Nigeria World message board. Yes. Where we go there and argue and discuss Nigeria. <laughs> and she was following me and, you know, we started talking and, you know. So I got married to her in New York. I was living in Boston. So she moved to Boston. Um, after one year, she didn't like it. Of course, she, you, you, you can't. Come on, uh, she right. moved back to New York. I stayed in you Boston for that one year. Civilization. Uh, I stayed in grace. Boston, hoping that she will. I mean, I love you guys, Boston. <laughs> give us money. We will take ourselves. <laughs> so I was hoping that she will, you know, she will come back. She didn't come back. So then I had to move to New York. That was how I came to New York. Move for love. Yeah, it's nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah, so I moved to New York, and I've been happy that I'm here. You know? All right, so we don't have much time left, so oh. I still have to ask this question. Okay. Um, you do a lot of things with your career, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure that even though you you did not open the hospital and <laughs> not officially a, a doctor as your father wanted, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I think your father should still be proud of you. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think he should. He <laughs> he he didn't he didn't see Doctor Damages. He yeah. was it, it long gone before uh, the first episode of Doctor Damages. But he read um, Children of a Retired God. Okay. And he was impressed. He was. He knew that. Um. Okay. Finally, you know, he. This um, this, this this bikini is there. So there's something yeah, there. There's yeah. Yeah. I I still have his uh, <laughs> his review of Children of a Retired God. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But but um. Yeah. He will be happy that you know. Uh, and jump for jump. I'm a doctor. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm a doctor now, that. so so I love you that. can't do anything about that. <laughs> so so I still, I'm still going to ask, how and in what ways does Rudolf Ogo mm. get to relax and recharge his batteries, uh, you know, with all that he does, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a difficult thing. I I don't know. I I like and I don't I don't count going back to Nigeria as relaxing. no no it's not it's not it's not. I don't even go frequently. No, I don't go frequently. Um, no, I I you know where I I am at home is is in the library when I mm. go to a public library and and I just I just discovered one. I just registered in one near where I live. And I, I walked through all the all the floors. I, I looked at virtually all the books. I yeah. spent hours looking at books, the ones I've never seen. And, you know, that's that's like I can't, home. I can't recommend that. Yeah, enough. that's it, like uh, that's like home. That's like one of my regrets of when I first arrived in America. I, I didn't go near the library. Oh. But when I walked into one for the first time, I was like, no, no. I just did a call library. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's home for me. When I get there, I don't care what's happening around the world. I don't care about anything it's else. True. It's like yeah. I'm consulting the ancestors. Mm -hmm. You know, all the it's it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's really amazing. So so that's what I do. I um I used to like to watch movies. I don't have time to watch movies. Um um I, I don't I don't there's no time. <laughs> I used to I, I mean I write a column, okay. So Sometimes I it's, it's a wonderful thing when I'm, I'm thinking of what to write and and I'm writing those things and and how people react to those columns. It's really amazing <laughs> because I wanted to be me. All I wanted growing up, uh, studying yeah. engineering, I was just engineering was not my interest. I, I was writing for the press and I wanted if I grow up, I want to be the next me. I just wanted to have a column. Yeah. That was all I wanted in my life. This is my column in a newspaper. You know that was wow. it. That was it. Uh, so so um, it's it's something to me. It's not a job. It's something I enjoy doing. Mm. Uh -huh. Especially when I'm doing a, a satirical piece. You know, I'm I'm playing with 
with the minds of the reader. Uh, they don't know where I'm going and what yeah. it meant, and they are, they're thinking, what is it? No. So Yeah, that, it's one thing I always remind people when I send your work to them, mm. then there's like this outrage reaction, and I'm like, Start, read behind it be, 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 yeah read, I, I read, just, that's sometimes yeah. like, that's all i sometimes i think about explaining and i'm like no i just said yeah one yeah. word satire. there's this last one i wrote um um that uh sam the oh, columnist yeah, yeah. finished with obi people were angry because most mind. people just read that yeah headline yeah losing their mind yeah losing their mind i i laugh you know so so that's that's something i i love to do i i would do it without being paid uh but and i've done it for many years now just to give him money though yeah Man, i know some, some of you listen to that now so yeah he's, he's a satirical guy <laughs> said, don't pay him i said no. uh, yeah 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 no 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 i get i get paid these days i have to i have to <laughs> No, I'm still because, reminding them that mm, they should. Yeah, they should, mm, they should yeah I, I got to even if even if uh, even if it's not uh, of anything important, yeah. but at least show respect that for the time. Yes. You know? Um I just finished a column that took me at least the whole of yesterday. There was nothing else I did more mm. than more than eight hours. Wow. Um, and sometimes people don't appreciate how much time is put. But if you've been if you're a writer, you will know. If you're reading it, you know that okay, the research involved in doing this mm -hmm. and and then the craft in, in in presenting it the way it is presented you know is um uh is it requires time so yeah and, and one thing i like about your style uh, about you is that if you get feedback and someone points out oh you know maybe you could have said this in a different way you, you'd be like yeah but i'm not too familiar with that field mm -hmm. But this is why you do this. You don't just be like, oh, how dare you try to? Oh no, no, no! You don't it's fight. Like, you don't fight with the readers yeah. or, or people who comment on Doctor Damages. You don't fight them. You know, yeah. um, no, no. You respect them. The fact that they yeah, spend the If you give me money, though, I don't fight. <laughs> you. My money is different. Uh, I won't fight you. I don't have time to fight. To be yeah, honest. yeah, not, yeah, uh, yeah. Even if you give money, I'm I don't argue. Fight. I don't argue with anybody. <laughs> if I'm one of my commonest expression is if you're attacking me, so say that. You finished me. I, I don't know how I'm going to come out tomorrow. I'm yeah. I'm scared now, you know. But yeah, I'll just say you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I give the you same, the win. It's, it's you, need, you need do you need a participation trophy? <laughs> I'll give you the address of where they make it. Go there and make it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's wonderful. All right. So let me begin to officially wrap it up. Mm. Um yes, I think I, I the, the, the madam had some questions in there you know my, my madam is german so mm -hmm. she went with the german bureaucracy of asking questions i said yeah. madam easy now easy, easy on him. <laughs> you know easy you know she will be like i didn't mm. yeah, they, they, make they, sure they. you make sure you cover her questions <laughs> otherwise you know yeah she i think i did I okay think I did. okay but um we can't let you go without two more questions okay so they are quick questions mm. so i know the answer i think i believe i know the answer of this one okay so you are You've been in New York for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to cuisine, mm. what is your go-to number one New York cuisine? Oh, okay. So um, my wife cooks better than all the <laughs> all the restaurants in 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 New York. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about African restaurants, and I hope that's what you're talking about. Uh, no, uh, you're, talking, oh, you're talking about when it comes to New York. Whether it's yeah. African, you want to go with, or, but when it comes to New food York in New York, yeah. 
What is the, your go-to, the number one? No, I, no, I no. think I, I already know it because mm. I've seen you with it more than <laughs> five times now. So. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't. They don't. The what you see on the show is different thing. Um, <laughs> no, no. But but seriously, uh, people who know me very well and all my friends, you know, they enjoy coming over to my to my house because mm -hmm. my wife is a wonderful, wonderful cook. You know, okay. we uh, we we. It, if you see me at a restaurant, it's because, you know, she has no time and there's no, and then I'll maybe I have a guest and I have to take the guest there because we didn't have time. But normally I, I get everything at home. Yeah. But, but I also like American, American food. I used to, when I was in Virginia, I used to work in, in Gristek and Potato mm. Company. Okay. It's in a mall. Uh, yeah. It's a fast food uh, kind of restaurant. We prepare steak and cheese. Wow. So I'm I'm an expert on that, you know. I do it for my kids. Well, so how do you like your steak? My no, not not the not the steak, the 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 big meat. This oh, is oh, a steak oh. you put yeah, it on yeah. a sandwich. Like, but but I like mm -hmm. it well done. I don't like blood. I don't oh. like blood coming out. Uh, well done. Yeah, but yeah, but but yourself. yeah. But okay. but I understand. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. You know, no. Remember, I'm from Idemile, so we don't okay, we don't mess yes, with yes, blood. Yes, so anyway. Yes. So um so so I I um I eat um I eat African African food all the time. But mm -hmm. if if it's not available, I'm open. I eat everything. I like pizza. You know, uh, I, I was uh, waiting for you. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I like I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. Um, um oh. Italian. Um, we have. Um, I eat everything for yeah. any kind of pizza. You know, I and and then of course I I eat fast food. Okay, my friend Okay in the Bay is always. But amazed the, that the, I eat the best pizza is still in Brooklyn, you know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. But I don't. <laughs> I'm not involved in that. I eat anyone from anywhere. I don't. I'm not involved. In no that discrimination fight. when it comes I, to I, pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn is okay, you know. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, but most of the time, I really don't eat out. You know? Yeah, I don't eat out. Okay. I most of the time I eat at home. Yeah. All right. So, um, every guest on this show is mm. automatically. Consider a dancer. That's all you need. You just need to appear on this show. Mm. You're, you're, you're already, we already got bought dancing shoes for mm, you. So mm. yeah, you don't need to tell us. If you deny that you, if you still want to deny that you dance, we we'll kick you out. Uh, Stop uh, recording uh, and kick uh, you uh, out. Uh, uh, uh. So we need you to dance for at least an hour. And don't worry, we are not making a video. Uh. But for you to dance for an hour, yeah. we, we need you to give us at least three artists that can keep you dancing for an hour. And now you, we don't 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 give us Bonner Boy mm. or don't, um, mm. the latest, the mm. most popular artists. Don't, yeah. And don't give us Sa Oliver De Coke. I think somebody has already given us that uh, uh, Oliver De Coke. Uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. Mm. But um, yeah, so give us. Three. Wait, wait, before I even give you that, mm -hmm. you have to know that uh, along the way, I will have been a musician. Oh. That's something I didn't Okay, so part about. two now. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, I don't think this is even in my memoir. When I was in college, okay, I formed a band. What? With one guy. I don't even remember his name, but I can find my diary and find the guy's name. When I was in college, you know, I we formed a band and we actually, um, I wrote a song that we practiced several times. There was a musician in my university in Akure that was grooming us to be one of the, uh, to be to be musicians. Um, I would have been a musician if not that there was a strike and the guy, we went home, the school was closed and the guy didn't come back. Man, but we started singing this song strikes. and I still remember the line in the song. Maybe, um, but, 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 but I, I, at the point I wanted to be the next Bob Marley. Wow. I'm okay, a so big you're, you're reggae, reggae. 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 All right. I know every song by Bob Marley, you know, I can sing almost all of them. Um, so, so I, I have this picture that is in a very big safe. You know, you can FBI cannot even get to that. Even with warrants? No, no, we weren't. <laughs> I was wearing a wig, my mom's wig. 
<laughs> and I turned the wig into dreadlocks. Oh, man. And that was when at the peak of my mm. Bob Marley uh, kind of uh, madness, obsession uh. with Bob. <laughs> so I'm a big reggae fan. Oh. Um, um, I'm a big, um, I like country music. Okay. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, people don't, people don't understand. They don't understand the, the connection got, between uh, the, the story, the story of the country music. Um okay. also also um So uh, give give us one artist from reggae and one But Mali, what are you talking about? But one yeah, artist. That's that, that's the most popular. No, I can no, oh no, okay, okay. I know all of them. You know, Eric Donaldson. Okay. I'm talking about Nobody past. I'm not even talking about okay. this young Peter Tosh is like one of the yeah, geniuses, one, you yes, know. Yes, yeah. Of, of, uh, Gregory Isaac. Um Yellow Man. Yellow Man. Yellow Man. You know. Yeah, um, yellow Man. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, Ziggy Marley has one of the greatest songs uh, that that I don't know why people why it's not in everybody's play. I have a list playlist. I have Ziggy I Mali on my playlist. I have yeah. Yellow Man on my playlist. Okay, okay. And now my playlist has everybody. Yeah, every yeah. music genre. Uh, Alpha Blondie, you hey. know. I, my, well, my, my, my my daughter even actually um, sang Sweet Sweet, sweet Fantasia. Sweet, sweet, I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if you should be singing oh, that. Oh, <laughs> Fantasia. Sweet, sweet, Fantasia. Yeah, that was one oh, of my oh, songs from <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. so reggae is my to go to music, you know. Okay. Um, um, but of course, I, I I listen to all genre of music, um, everything, everything. But uh, if I'm going to, I, I can't forget mentioning uh, uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. We, we, that's why I said we, we can't go with the most popular. <laughs> we, have, we have to. Oh, too, too many people have gone there. Right? Oh, okay, 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 so okay. And 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 if if I tell you what my best song, but Michael Jackson's song is, it's not even what other people uh, people Which talk about, you know. So, but 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 I'm t- saying like Bob Marley, for instance. People will tell you all the popular ones, uh, uh, One Love. It's not those nah, those nah, kind nah, of songs, nah, nah. you know. I I have give thanks and praises to the Most High from confrontation. Oh, I, I was expecting you. I was expecting you to say praises. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's popular. No, that's no, no. I I know. I'm I'm talking about deep. Okay, I, I follow yes. these guys. Yes. You know, um, it's it's deep. It's yes. not it's not on the surface. I mean, I mean, when it was it took it was when I became an adult, I realized who Bo- the Bob Marley was. Not yeah. Childhood. Michael Jackson is keep you keep the faith. Mm-hmm. I think people should listen to that. I mean, people, if you are if you are feeling down, go yeah. and listen to keep the faith. There's no even there's no uh, video of that song. No, he didn't even make a video of the song, but it's, it's in the oh. album, Bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. I think it's bad, yeah. All so, right. anyway. So, final question. Mm-hmm. What would you like to leave the audience with? Could be from one of your books that you've written. It could be mm-hmm. a line from one of your books. Or oh. it could be from one of your reggae tunes. Or it could be from the song that you've written. Oh, my you song. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anything that inspires you that you would wow. like to inspire the audience with. Wow. This is your freestyle moment. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. You should have told me this before. Uh, that's, that's the point. Is to, <laughs> to pull to it out of you from, out of from me. your heart. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think um, there's something that uh, my father um, told me that I, I never forgot. He said um, that I should make for myself what I want to be. Mm. Despite the fact that he wanted me to be a doctor um, and pushed for me to be a doctor, he never at any point um, 
um, when he saw how things were going, I didn't become a doctor. I yeah. didn't. Be I became an engineer. He wasn't really very, <clears throat> very uh, proud of engineer being an engineer. Me being an engineer, but he kept saying, "Make for yourself what you want to be." And um, when I left home after my youth service, that was the only thing I have in my mind. I'm going to make for myself the thing I wanted to be. And I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to write like Mary Ellen Isikau. Mm. And, and that, was, that was my driving force. That was what became my motivation. And uh, they gave me the freedom to, to, to do that. There was never a time that um, when I was writing, even though it was dangerous, you know, um, my father believed at that point that, you know, that's what I wanted to be. You know, you, you do that. Um, and, you know, maybe what helped is that there are, we are many. We are six boys and one girl. So maybe I've been written off and then the other, <laughs> the other ones, we, we follow the traditional path. Hey. And, and, and it worked out very well. Hey. So to, to people who are watching, who are listening, I say uh, make for yourself what you want to be and you can be anything you want to be um, nothing can stop you nobody can stop you you just have to be crazy enough to um i i have speech impairment i have but i do things that i if i think about it i should be scared <laughs> i should be scared of doing that i didn't do well in english in in work i got a's in sciences i got p in english but i didn't get c wow. i didn't do well but i when I write, you know, you learn, you, mm -hmm. you practice, you yeah. learn, and you can do anything you, you want it to be, anything you want it to do. That is beautiful. Mm. I'm, I'm going to take that quote and print it and make it large yeah. and put it in my daughter's room. Yeah. Make for yourself what you, what want, you want to be. be. Yeah, you, yeah, it's in your hands. You can, you yeah. can do it. Anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 yeah, I will keep it in her room mm. and, you know, but uh, also I'll put... At the bottom, uh, as 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 far as you give me my share of the million. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the caveat. Yeah, that I'm still getting my share. Yeah, but but the, but the other thing is, I think I think one of the things that are for young people today, mm. especially Nigerians, things are very hard in the country. Yes, and there is this big emphasis on money. And, oh, yeah. and I think it's destroying a lot of uh, oh. young people. Money is good. If you have it, it's good. You know, it, it makes life a lot easier. But if you put that first. That's where people no. run into problems, you True. know, because the opportunities you can get and things you can do if money is not your first priority. Um, what, what stops a lot of people, you know, especially in careers like um, journalism and writing. Uh, if you put money first, you yeah. may never, uh, you, you get frustrated. That, that's uh, you, get, out you get frustrated and you, you may never um, attain your, your potential. So. Definitely, we're gonna have a part two mm. because they we will have to talk more about that. Mm. So yeah. yes, we'll set up a part two. Yeah. So please let the audience know where they can find you. Okay, best place to get in touch. All right, uh, Doctor Damages uh, at at Facebook, YouTube, wherever is Doctor Damages. Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Doctor Damages. And um, yeah, um, everything is Dr. Damages. All if right. there are two, let me know. If there's anybody claiming to be Dr. <laughs> Damages, let me know. And uh, yeah, um, that's, that's where I'm everywhere. Yeah. All right. I'll have the original um, links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So be sure to check out the show notes. And yes, thank you for staying with us. And 
Umbana for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So and as our people thing. in Gambia say, Barang. You know, Ooh. I've been getting thank yous from all over the world. So yeah. I start picking up work here and there. And yeah. my, my, my people in Germany say, Dankeschön. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, we appreciate you and keep up the great work that you're doing. Thank we you. We learn a lot from you. And please, uh, keep up the good fight. Thank you. Thank you. So, nice, nice, nice show. Everyone listening, make good trouble. Bring donations, bring the love, support, mm-hmm. share our work, and yeah, you yeah, have to support going. this. It's a wonderful thing, and the, the studio is wonderful where I am. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I've been to channels. It's not like this. This is yeah, seriously. It's a big guy. I'm, uh, uh, we will talk about how much he's going to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'll see you all next week. Thank right. you for the privilege of your company. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoy the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.